You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm so happy to have you here today. It's such a fun episode. For the first time, I invited some of my girlfriends to come on this show so that we can talk about books. And, you know, books are just like truly my personal favorite form of self-care. It's how I wind down every night. I've always been kind of a ferocious reader and over the last few years have really found my groove again. And I hear from a lot of you that you enjoy this too. It's a time for self-care. It's a time for some alone time. So I thought it would be fun to gather up my girlies to talk about what they're reading. And what's fun about this conversation, and I was actually like really surprised about this, is how different everyone's tastes are. I was just so impressed with the suggestions they had. And in this episode, we talk about the things that they enjoy, that they've read, the genres, specific books. Why reading is such a great form of self care, some of the other things they like to do for self care, and finally what they're going to be reading next. So, think of it as just like a long list of things you got to put on your to read list. I want to tell you about my friends first. So, I went to college in Des Moines, Iowa. I met my husband super young. We talked about this before. And Luckily, he had this really fun group of friends from high school that if you live in Minnesota, you know, people kind of stick around. They stick around, they go to college somewhere else, and then they come back because it's a really great place to live. And he stayed really close to his high school friends. And so when I married him or even earlier on when we were dating, I met all of his friends and was like, this is awesome. Like a whole new set of really fun friends. And over the years, this group of friends has grown as we have had, you know, new spouses introduced to the group and we've all remained really close. It's like a really big (laughs) set of friends. We do a lot of things together. We all live really close. And so three of those friends are on the show today talking about books, sharing a little bit into their life, what they do for self-care. And yeah, I'm just really grateful to have this community and the set of friends who, you know, we can, laugh and be ourselves with over all of these years. So let me tell you about them individually. Let's who you're listening to. Brooke is one of the most committed, hardworking, and thoughtful people I know. She's such a, she's a busy queen. Like she does so much. She's a busy mom of two. She has a big job and she, she never fails to think about other people. You know, the girlfriend brought me the most killer snacks after I had Stella and that stuff goes so far. So Brooke is just so thoughtful. Marie is literally the nicest person I know. <laughs> like You will hear this in this episode. Like You know those friends that you're around that just make you want to be a better human? That's Marie. She's always so thoughtful, so kind, so smart, and her sweetness is really contagious. And you will, again, you're going to hear this in this episode. Kara is actually a friend from college as well. We went to Drake University in Des Moines. And to tell you, we had a lot of fun 
in college would be an understatement. We just, it was, it was like a dream. We really did have a lot of time, a lot of fun together. And Kara is just so easygoing and funny and consistently awesome to be around. Like just really grounded energy that we've remained friends all these years. And she's going to have another little girl here soon. She has a little boy. She's going to have a little girl. And I can't wait to see her grow into a girl mama as well. All of these girls, all of these gals we're talking to today are really amazing mamas and they find time to take care of themselves. So I hope this is inspirational to you as well. Before we hop onto the convo, I wanted to give you some tips on being a reader, but not breaking the bank. Because seriously, when I watch all those book talk girlies with their big bookshelves in the background of like those physical books... I'm literally like, how can you afford all of these things? They probably get sent them, but it's nuts. Like everyone has these physical books. So unless you're someone who absolutely needs to have a physical book in your hand, here are a few ways to read a lot for little money. So first, get the Libby app right now on your phone, L-I-B-B-Y. You need to have a library card to utilize this app, but once you have it, you can download or be on the list to reserve eBooks. Um, if you don't have a Kindle, you can also read it on your phone. Kindles now, I think are under $100 and like mine has lasted me literally 10 years. They last so long. So getting a Libby app so that you can be in the queue to get any books that you want. Yes, some of the books do take a long time to get, but in addition, you can also request books from the library as well. So say you've got like, you know, a bestseller is on your Libby app. You're requesting to get that digital copy. You can also go on to your li- local libraries list and request the physical one and see whatever one pops up first. So I will just like go through my Goodreads, see which things I want to read and like request a whole bunch of books and periodically things pop up so that I'm never really running out of things to read. And literally it costs me nothing, nothing. It's amazing. I mean, I talk about this in the show, like the library has to be one of the best inventions ever, truly. Another thing is just to borrow books from your friends, like pass around. If everybody has, you know, the latest Colleen Hoover book, like grab it from them, pass it around totally free. And maybe you buy one every once in a while, but that way you're not spending money on every single book. And then finally, this is like a personal thing that I've done that I found is so fun. So if you buy anything on Amazon, whatever it is, you can push out the deliveries. You can delay the deliveries and get like a digital credit. I don't know if you've ever done this before. Like if you, it's good for the environment because you're using less boxes. So I'll just have like a specific delivery day where I know everything is coming. And then I get usually like a dollar 50 per time that I do that towards a digital purpose purchase. And after a while, it's good enough that it will cover a book. I mean, not even that long. I'll be able to cover a book with that um, credit that I've accrued on Amazon. So then again, that's another way I'm getting a free book. So honestly, I, I do read about probably a book a week and I only purchase maybe one book a month. And I just like, there's so many ways to do this so you're not breaking the bank. So I wanted to give some tips. Libby is definitely one you have to get right away. Such a great app. Okay, I hope you find this episode really fun, everybody, and just full of book recommendations. If you are a lover of yoga magic, girl, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. I have a very specific ask of you to leave just a shorty review on Apple Podcasts, a written review. It literally means so much, and it helps listeners get, you know, get the gist of the show and what it's about. And, you know, every once in a while, your girl gets like kind of a sad review (laughs) It helps to actually hear from those of you that enjoy it, that are gathering insight from this show. So consider leaving a review. I would be so, so appreciative. Thanks again to you for listening, to my girlfriends for being on this show today. And let's hop to our conversation on book recommendations, book talk, all things book self-care. 
All right. Welcome, my friends. We are sitting down with my book besties. That's what I'm going to call you guys from here on out. (laughs) Book besties talking, book talk, favorite book recommendations on on a Monday night, 730. Kids are down. You guys, thanks for doing this with me. I'm so appreciative. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. This is the largest group I think I've ever recorded with. So like if we're talking over each other, everyone, like we're just figuring it out. We're just, this is like if you were to come over to my house at one of our little gatherings and be a fly on the wall, this is what it would feel like, I think, for sure. Love it. <laughs> so I'm going to have each of you tell listeners who you are. And I want you to start with your, obviously your name, something or rather the genre that you like to read, your favorite book genre. And I want you to be honest because I'm going to be honest and it's a little bit embarrassing. So... Brooke, you're the first on my screen. What? Tell us about yourself and your favorite genre. Yeah, I'm Brooke, born and raised in Minnesota, mom of two girls, and I live by, want to be by water at all times. So I love the lake. Um, Let's see here. Book genre. I am a very healthy mix of self-help and smutty romance novels. That's, (laughs) That's how I balance my life out. I cannot read uh, educational things to go to sleep because I will fall asleep. So to shut my brain off at night, I, I read something lighter and more enjoyable. Lighter, smuttier. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Brooke is a Scorpio goddess. She's got all of the – What are you a triple Scorpio? Double. What, remind me. And Taurus rising. Double. So that water feels good. And how many books would you say – like what's your average – number of books in a week do you read as a mother of two working full time? Like how much do you read? I will say it probably takes me about a month to do a self-helpy book. Depending on the romance novel, I mean, I could hit that in three days or four. But. <laughs> <laughs> Those quick reads, man. Then we stay up too late and you're like, dang it, yes. why did I stay up late to just read this? There's like all the funny TikToks of like they both arrive at the inn and there's only one bed and it's 11 p.m. And you're like, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kara, you're next. Oh, boy. I'm Kara. Let's see. I'm also a mom to two humans. Well, one on the way. I have a two year old son, <laughs> a daughter who's currently cooking. So this is a great time for me to really dive into all the books as well while I'm getting bigger and more uncomfortable by the day. I agree with Brooke. I I love, you know, lakes, water life, uh, Minnesota summers, Minnesota falls too. I mean, just beautiful. But uh, yeah, reading's been my favorite hobby since I was like the third grade. So yeah, love to continue the tradition. Love to talk about it with you girls. What's your favorite genre? Let's see. I'm a healthy mix too, but mine is historical fiction, um, a good mystery, dabbling into some smut novels, which is hilarious and <laughs> super fun. I also like a good once in a while, like biography mm. or self-help, you know, something along those lines. But yeah, really anything on the bestseller list I like to check out all over the place too. That's good. Open-minded. And my one of my favorite things about Kara is that she, like me, loves like teen related TV like yeah. <laughs> like it's I don't know what is that I love it it's a good like guilty pleasure outlet whatever you want to call it yeah, like the last show that I actually sat down and watched was Wednesday and that was another one I'm like I just I can't get away from like a high school drama <laughs> 
Sometimes it's just so good. Yeah. All right, Marie, tell us about you. Yeah, I'm Marie, longtime listener, first time guest, and (laughs) (laughs) I um, also am a parent, I'm a spouse, and I work for a large company in tech. And when I think about what I like to read, I love a novel, I love nonfiction, history, I'm really drawn to stories of identity and family, whether that be chosen family, biological family. Um, So anything from a great novel, historical fiction, nonfiction, and psychology. Smart lady. All of you. Smart lady. I was going to tell you guys, like, you don't have to come off sounding super smart because this is just what we do for, like, pleasure. (laughs) Marie always comes off. You can't help it. No. No. I like this idea of family and reading more about family. That's a really cool – have you had any – I know we'll talk about some books that you love, but any specific things that come to mind that you're like, I love this or related to family? Yeah. Yeah. Within – especially within like a novel, right, where you're reading from like a character perspective and like even Mm -hmm. though it's not a true story, right, or like a how-to on a family, like seeing – the relationships other people have, real or, mm. or f- fiction, I feel like inform my relationships in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. All right. So since this is book talk conversations, have you guys been on that side of the internet yet? Have you explored the book talk of it all? You're nodding, Marie. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes. I love book talk so much. And I feel like that's informed my reading list. Right? For quite a while. But I will also say BookTok is a little too good. So it was very easy for me to spend like an hour on BookTok. So I put some boundaries up there. But I love BookTok. (laughs) Same. Brooke and Maria, Kara, have you guys been on it? Have you seen like – do you know what I'm talking about when I say this? Is that on TikTok? Well, your viewers are going (laughs) to – I'm like too old. I'm too old. You go ahead. I don't don't know. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say something similar like – your viewers are going to judge me, Ashley, but I'm not on TikTok. So therefore, <laughs> it's okay. I've never seen book talk, but there's a great shelf at a lot of targets that have <laughs> hashtag book talk. And it's the shelf full of books that they recommend. So I kind of go that route. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Target. We're Minnesota queen. So at some point, yep. we've all dabbled in Target as an employee or just a super fan. <laughs> Um, you're right, Kara. That's a, that is true. Like that shelf. So for listeners, if you're like, what the heck is book talk? So there obviously I'm not like a big TikToker either, Kara, to be honest. Like I hadn't really, I don't know. It just like, wasn't that exciting to me. And for whatever reason, when I started reading some of the last like couple series, I would look up those books in TikTok and people would do fan art and they would do funny like memes and videos and stuff about it. And then I started getting served a lot more TikToks on books and it has become just like the most like deep dive <laughs> now. And my list of to reads is so long because of book talk. And I know TikTok's probably going to go away here soon enough and like, I'm going to mourn the loss of book talk, but it is a time suck. You're right, Marie. I'm like, that'll be okay. Now I can spend more time actually reading the list that I built because <laughs> it's long. So everybody, I'm you know me. I'm Ashley. I love to read. I talk about it a lot on this show. My favorite genres are similar to a lot of what you're talking about. I do love a good self-help. I do love anything related to health and wellness and 
I love a good romance, a good smut situation. And now I've really come to terms with my, it's kind of embarrassing, but like my love of fantasy romance. Like it's so next level. (laughs) And I probably should have known this considering, I mean, I was like that Twilight girl, right? Like who wasn't? We loved that back in the day. And I think I just was like, oh, that was like a one-time thing. And now as like a full grown adult, I'm like, no, this is like what I would like to read is just ridiculous storylines, magic and fantasy and like good old smut. And it's so good. (laughs) You do you girl. That sounds fabulous. (laughs) Thank you. I'm trying to, I'm going to convince you all on this episode to read the next set here that I'm talking about. So knowing now what we all like, I'd love to hear what books you have read. You can say a couple of them more recently. Just consider it like in the last year or so. And for listeners that are not on Goodreads, this is an app. It's kind of like a like a book social media. It is the best place to track all of this. So go back into your book reads or your Goodreads and look what you some of your favorites that you've read. Brooke, we'll start with you. What are some that come to the top of the list? Yeah, I've done um it was a big year of like personal self discovery. I think I've had some big career impl- like things going on, and it made me want to self study a little more. And so, I would say my boss recommended doing the Desire Map, um, which I, I've shared with you before mm. by um, Danielle Laporte, and that was like a huge game changer for me. It's really like takes traditional goal setting and turns it on its head with like, how do you want to feel in your life and thinking about your desired feelings. And then you can correlate your goals and kind of objectives with it. And so like, as a result, I have a post-it note right in front of me here on my desk that has my desired feelings. Like I think about them during the week. Um, And it gave me a lot of context for goal setting that I thought was super helpful. So like, For example, for me, connection, connection with people and relationships is really big. It's part of my job too. And I'm just super passionate about building relationships and connecting with people. And one of my goals this year was to play the piano. And so I got my daughter and I to play Mm. the piano together. And that makes me feel super connected with her. Mm. And then my dad was a musician and my grandmother played the piano. So like when I play the piano, I also feel super connected to them. So although the goal was playing the piano, the like feeling that I'm looking for is that connection and that fulfills that for me. So that was, yeah, it was a game. It was a life-changing book for me, for sure. Mm, I love her. She's a, she's a spiritual queen. She's Mm -hmm. definitely in the, in the woo of it all. hundred percent. Um, and then the other one that was on the self-helpy side that you recommended was the stress less accomplish more by Emily Fletcher. Yes. Um, because I have... I mean, I've talked to you for years, I think, about, um, in theory, my chart and my human design readings as I'm a powerful manifester, but I've never really gotten into it. And I've had a really, I've struggled a lot with figuring out how to meditate. I haven't like mm-hmm. loved all the apps and any of those things. And this book, I, I like data. I like the analytics of things. I like reading and understanding then why we make decisions that we do or why we behave certain ways. And this helped me a lot understand like, okay, you don't have to shut your brain off and it's okay if you come in and out and the different benefits of um, meditation. And so she spends a lot of time taking you through mindfulness, meditation and manifestation. Um, She recommends twice a day. I haven't been able to commit to the afternoon, but I started about five weeks ago and I've done it every morning at 6.15. So it's working for me. And I feel much more relaxed and very clear headed for like a good four to five hours post. I feel like I can like rock, mm-hmm. rock my work life out. 
So that's been great. And then like anything Colleen Hoover is on the, the smut romance novel side. Like <laughs> I've digested a lot of her books recently. I'm in, uh, I'm reading Confess right now, which is okay. Not oh, yeah. my fave. I just read Maybe Someday. Maybe also not a fave, but I'm into the music thing and it's around music and musician. So I like that. And I'm about to start Verity on Wednesday when I leave for spring break. Good so. luck. <laughs> That's a good one. It's out there. Do you guys think Colleen Hoover's actually that smutty? Now that you've like read more smuttiness, I don't think she's that smutty. <laughs> I would agree. Okay. It's like PG, maybe PG 13 yeah. of smut. I feel like the first yeah, couple, yeah. The, like the whatever, Ugly Love and It Ends With Us were like maybe a little more on the smut, but I feel like some of the rest haven't been. What's really cool about Colleen Hoover, like the Taylor Jenkins read, you know, like the all of these popular authors, they're bringing reading back. I mean, they're, this has now become this like super fun pastime and connection point because of these authors that like are getting people back into reading and whether or not, you know, where we stay diehard coho fans or whatever, it's bringing people back. And there was like a, there was a mom recently at a birthday party who I don't know who had a Colleen Hoover book and she was like holding the physical book. And I was like, Oh, Hey girl, like, let's go like go deep dive. Like, what are you reading? Like, love that you're reading this. Like, is this your first one? And it was just this cool connection point. So I love that. I love that this is like something that we're doing as a pastime and it's not, like, there's no shame in, about any of it. We're like, I'm reading something kind of smutty, and I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> you know? So I have a confession. I've only read one of her books, which I feel like is a bold <laughs> statement for a podcast about books. But I felt like within some of that, maybe smuttier, there were a lot of meaningful messages, too. Mm-hmm. I read It True. Ends Us yeah. about healthy relationships, right? So you're, like, getting a little bit of both. You like get that interesting scene and you get empowered in another way. It ends with us. I mean, is such a, it has such a message and and obviously they're making it into a movie and like there's, it's, it's actually about her father. That whole story is about her dad. And like, he was really like, she saw him as a really good man, but he was, he was abusive, but like, and she needed to get out or her mother needed to get out. So, if anything, like, yeah, family and, like, the hard truth of life. Like, she's so good at telling that story. Kara, what about you? What are you? What have you been reading? Well, so you mentioned the Goodreads, and I'm going to, like, quickly look at my phone here if you don't mind. But I had a couple that I wanted to share with all of you. And I also am a big Goodreads enthusiast. Like, it's a fun way to keep track of your books, but connect with your friends. Shameless plug, right? Like I look up Ashley's reading material all the time and like, like what she's doing and (laughs) but anyway. Um, So one of them was the diamond eye recently, which is historical fiction. And it's about a, well, it's a true story about a woman who was in world war two as a Russian sniper. So it's, it sounds a bit intense and heavy, but it's actually very, very good. They pack a little romance in there as well, but almost all of it is very accurate. It's by Kate Quinn, and she's one of my favorite historical mm. fiction authors, if you guys are familiar. My next one was Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. And I don't know if you've all seen this, but it was kind of everywhere last year, you know, bestseller list. So I figured, why not give it a go? But it's um, 
it's a really good book. I gave it five out of five stars because it was just a story like back to what Marie said, it had really good life lessons in there, but it was a very interesting setting um, all about video game designers, which I don't know about you girls, but I don't really dabble in video games. Um, so it was a really interesting <laughs> new world to be like sucked into, but it was fascinating. Remarkably bright creatures. That's a great one for, um, you know, really anyone who just needs like a good book hug. Like it's a mystery, but mm. it's a very feel good novel about an octopus and a woman who form an unlikely relationship. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really. Oh it sounds. God. Is it like magical or something? <laughs> it's not it's magical. It's about, <laughs> it sounds magic. I mean, it is magical, but it's not, it doesn't have the element of magic. Um, it's about, yeah, this woman who is a, a janitor at an aquarium. And so she keeps track oh, of this octopus cool. and they kind of teach each other things. And again, there's a mystery behind it. So I don't want to spoil too much, but that's a really good book as well. And then to round things out with the smut, what Ashley personally recommended to me, Things We Never Got Over by, uh, <laughs> what, Lucy Score? Oh, boy. So that is some smut. <laughs> The glasses come on. It's a good wait. story. It's a good story too. I'm like looking at my phone on the screen. Yeah, it's a good story. It's so much fun. Like I never used to be a smut type mm -hmm. person, and this was honestly a really fun book to dive into. Um, you know, to fly through. I mean, it hooks you on page like four. Um, there's some very interesting character dynamics that again I won't get into but it's just it's it's a ton of fun I'm a big fan that's a that's a fan favorite yeah it is that's a good that's a good range Kara what like what very eclectic yeah. taste I like it it's something right um currently <laughs> and I don't <laughs> I know Brooke and I talked about this atomic habits is something I just picked up so after oh. you know reading those oh, four yeah coming to back to Atomic Habits. And I really like it so far, but I can't comment too much about it because I'm only about a uh, quarter of the way through. But it's very good. I love that book. Who, who wrote that? Atomic Habits? Who is it? Uh, James, yeah, James, James Clear. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. He's got yeah. a great newsletter, yeah. too. It's like called 321. It's very short, and it mm -hmm. sends you like three... I think it's three things to think about two quotes and one question every week. So it's like real quick, but yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it, Kara. Cause I loved that one. That was like my fourth book that I would have talked about is like, yeah. it, it was super helpful Perfect. to think about making tiny tweaks in your day to be the person, like to become the person that you want to be. And you don't have to like, I'm going to commit to working out for four hours a day. It can be like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to put my tennis shoes on and I'm going to walk for five minutes. And that means I'm showing up as an athlete or someone that works out or someone that goes right. to the gym. And I love that mentality that you don't have to like change everything overnight. And what he said so far too, just to share this last piece is um, it's not about your goals. It's about the steps you take to get to your goals. So don't necessarily set a goal, just set some steps. And that was completely just revitalizing for me, honestly, because the first thing I think about is what goal do I want to achieve? What goal do I have with this? You know, any, everything is goal oriented. So this is flipping that on its side a bit and I'm enjoying that piece as well. Plus one on atomic habits for sure. <laughs> Little small yeah. things. 
that like make a big difference, right? And thinking yeah. about that idea of like a system is getting the results that it's designed to get. So if your couch is facing your TV, you're going to watch TV, right? <laughs> so like even just oh. little things mm. like that. I feel like that's a book that I could read every year and like glean something new from it. Is that he did? It's like habit stacking. That comes from him, right? This idea of like adding yeah. on something to what you're already doing. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking about Brooke, what you said about like being that person, like wanting to be that person. And lately I've been pumping myself up by telling myself like I'm that bitch. Like I'll like show up to something and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm that bitch who like gets a workout in on vacation, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's a stupid way to like motivate myself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I, that must be, I know I read that book forever ago. I maybe need to revisit it because it's literally like this concept of like, just like, just be that person, just do it. And like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Yes. Like add it on to what you're already doing and be that bitch. He doesn't say that. I say that. <laughs> yeah. should. That should be a. Yeah. <laughs> that's the sequel. Right? Yeah. That's be that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, what are you reading? Or what have you read that you really enjoyed? Yeah. Yeah. And this was such a fun exercise to the point of Goodreads is like going through and like picking some options. And it was hard to pick from. But a couple things came to mind. So one um, is a novel called The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolles. It's a story set in 1960s America in Nebraska and New York. Um, And the story of a man who's gone through kind of a hard life and um, gets out of prison and kind of what happens next. And it was one of those books where he was the main character, but every character around him was amazing. And I wanted like a full blown story of them. So just in terms of like character development, historical fiction, what was happening, his kind of identity journey, you know, healing from the past and finding ways to move forward with people you care about. It was just a book that I felt like I, I didn't read. I like inhaled and just couldn't wait to, <laughs> to hear more. So that was, that was a favorite um, That's on my list, Marie. Is it? Looks excellent. Let me know what yeah. you think. Love that yeah, one. I do. <laughs> I also on my list have um, a novel called Sankofa by Chibundu Onizu. And it's the story of a woman who mm. her daughter's older. She is going through a separation. She never knew her dad. And then after her mom passes, finds out her dad is a leader slash dictator of a fictitious country. And so it's just this whole story of like identity, family, who you are. Um, and it's just, it's set in like seventies London as well as modern day um, Western Africa. And it was just a fascinating book, amazing characters, amazing like scenarios and scenes and, and just a perspective I would have never learned if not through books. I loved that novel as well. And then more on the nonfiction side, I'm an emo kid. And <laughs> because of my emo kid love, um, I read a book. It was called Sellout, The Major Label Feeding Frenzy that swept punk, emo, and hardcore. And the book takes place from like mid-90s to mid-early 2000s. And so each chapter is a story of a different band and like what happened to them after they got signed to a major label. Ooh. And as a consumer oh of this music, right? Like it was 
fascinating to learn like the marketing and the music industry and then just these bands that I love and also thinking that the 90s that's historical nonfiction now so right an awesome read I feel like other emo kids would really love it what are some of the bands that they talk about like what do we know I mean is it like 90s seems so long ago Marie (laughs) (laughs) yeah it does like Blink 182 like the Blink 182 chapter everyone right could enjoy and and learn something from yeah yep (laughs) interesting that sounds really good I think I would like that too good recommendation you guys this is such a like diverse eclectic group I'm so impressed (laughs) I thought we were all gonna be like this one, like the same book. And no, we're just queens. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm going to round it out with the probably least academic uh, contribution here. I hope that's okay. <laughs> so I do read, I get to read so much for this show, which is so fun. Like people will send books as they come out if they're in the spirituality space. And like, I love that piece of it. And it has now become somewhat work, right? Like it's part of my work and I try to do that during the day. So when I read for pleasure, read for fun, it's so far off from the things that I talk about on this show, like I had mentioned. And it's just, you know, it gives me a little reprieve. So I'll start with one that I think, you know, if you want to start with Colleen Hoover, we're talking So getting back into reading listeners, if that's something you're interested in, I really liked Ugly Love as the first Colleen Hoover um, because it's like there's a lot of depth to the story. It's obviously like it's sad, but it's also really uplifting at the same time, weirdly. And it's a good amount of smut. I just felt like to get to start getting back into reading and be reminded like what captures your attention, that felt like a really good place to start. And I I think that's true of It Ends With Us as well. Um, But I just feel like Ugly Love was a little bit more, I don't know, uplifting in a way, even though it's like kind of heavy at the same time. Mm -hmm. So Colleen Hoover, if you're just like, man, I am going to be a book talk girly starting today, that's that's one place to start. (laughs) Then... Let's get into the Akatar of it all, everybody, because I have to now talk for a good amount of time about this. <laughs> okay. I feel like, what the F? What are you talking about? So Book Talk, of course, served me some recommendations on this series called A Court of Ro- Thorns and Roses. And I was like, meh, I don't know. That's not my jam. Like, it's about fairies. It just was like very judgmental in the moment. So I started it because I don't even know why. I just, I think it was on a flight and I was needing something and I happened to have that book that I had downloaded from a while ago. I started reading it obsessed immediately, like so quickly obsessed and read all four of those books really, really fast. And what's so cool, I think, about this particular series is that like you think it's going to be your basic B like fantasy, like, okay, it's going to be a twilight situation. 
it is so much better than that. The first book specifically, like it kind of seems like it's Beauty and the Beast a little bit. You're like, what's happening here? And as it progresses, like, oh my gosh, there's just so much to unpack in these four books. So by the second book, if you're not fully, fully fanning this series, this author, Sarah J. Maas, then like, then you know you're out if you're not in by the second book. So the fourth book specifically in this series deals with oh, this struggle with mental health in a really beautiful storytelling way where she seeks out meditation and movement and literally self-care in order to pull herself out of a hole. Like it's just so good, but it also smut and fairies. Like what? Question mark? I don't know. It's just so weird. <laughs> I love it. And I will be reading quite a bit more in this genre from here on out. Highly recommend everyone. And then the very last thing that I would mention, just like something that maybe no one has, hasn't heard of before. I recommended this one to you a long time ago, Brooke, was The Roommate, which is mm, by Rosa yes. Danim. It's that. A, a smutty little treat. It's a great beach read. And the build is so beautiful. And there's a lot of like psychologists will talk about on TikTok, of course, we'll talk about why we like these kind of books. And it's because they're these like slow burns. Like you get to, you really get to know characters, you amp up. It's like foreplay in a way. It's truly this like slow burn into something that is so fun and enjoyable. And that book is just a good little treat. So yeah, this, the roommate by Rosie Dannon is another, another one on my list. There was some excellent tension in that book. So much tension. Agreed. I'm adding all these to my good reads. I know. I've been taking notes of like all of them. (laughs) If you guys start reading Akatar, will you please let me know? Because I like, there's, I only, I put it out on Instagram, like who else reads it? And a lot of people do, but I just, I need a friend to talk to about it. (laughs) I'm into it. That was the question I was going to ask you, Ash, is, is it better or worse than Twilight back when we all read those books? Better? It's better than Twilight. I mean, it's definitely better because there's like, really, really real. I'm like, I wish I had more words. I'm a sleep deprived mom, like all of you guys. So like, I wish I could use words better considering we're talking about words, but no, there's the themes are, are so much more realistic than say twilight was like, I don't know the tortured male of twilight. Like, I don't know. Just reading it back now, we're kind of like, Oh, like that was interesting, but like, no, this is much more depth to it. And I feel like the stories and the themes that keep coming back, power, feminism, mental health, um, even like abuse in a way, like in this really great story, it keeps you. And I, you know, you like a book when you can't put it down, right? Right. Like that's what I want. If I'm going to seek something out, I want to be staying up until the middle of the night because I love it so much. Yeah. So I wanted to get your guys' take on just, Using reading as self-care, as that tool of a little bit of escapism in a good way, why do you think this is something that we reach for? Like, what do you find therapeutic about reading? Just any, like, thoughts on self-care, reading as a self-care modality? Well, I was going to say, as you were asking that question, my head started spinning, too. Like I mentioned, I mean, in my intro, it has, reading has been one of my hobbies for years. And, you know, with the self-care aspect, it's just time to, first of all, be by yourself, which Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't get a lot of during the day, depending on your day, right? Like, you know, all four of us, we work, we 
have families, we have priorities, you know, and it's a time to just maybe escape. Um, yeah. You know, and dive into this world, no matter what you're reading about, that's very different from your life. And I really like that aspect because it not only teaches you a lot of different things, helps just, you know, clear your mind of the day-to-day stress or excitement or whatever happens. Yeah, it's a good escape. It's a good outlet that you yourself can enjoy. You don't have to rely on other people to, you know, necessarily entertain you. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah, I agree a lot with what you said, Kara. I think for me, actually, I think it's why I got back. I've always been into like, I like I said, I like data. I like research stuff. Like I like books like that, but they're heavy and they're hard to get through and they're slow. That's it's a slow burn and maybe not in a good way. Like it's just a long, it's a long, it's a long (laughs) challenge, but like, that's why I think I got back into the, like the romance novel is the like escape and the ability to like so much in the world is so heavy. And we've been through, we all had little kids in COVID. Like there was just so much going on and constant worry And I feel like that led me back into like, okay, I just need something that I can like enjoy and read and not be stressed, not wake up in the middle of the night panicked about a character, (laughs) like just like to, to escape and enjoy. And so that like, that's, that's books for me. And like, I've similar care to your, to your point earlier, Kara, like, I think that's been since I was in second or third grade, since I like really took to reading, like I just dove in. My mom even used to comment like, Brooke, if you were reading, we would talk to you and you just like, no clue because I was in it. And like, (laughs) it's a good form of self-care for me. From a self-care perspective, I notice such a difference in the nights that I read before bed versus the nights that I do a Reddit deep dive on the latest Bravo Real Housewives drama. (laughs) I'm sleeping better. (laughs) It's reading. (laughs) I am sleeping better when I'm reading my book, right? I'm waking, I'm falling asleep easier, feeling more refreshed, no matter what the topic of the book is, right? So that's full on like a great thing because sleep is such a crucial part of our self-care. I also have had some really wonderful moments of self-care as like reading in community, So whether that be like we're doing now talking with friends about books, but also as far as like book clubs. So being in book clubs, whether it be, you know, with a group of friends or at work, having some really intentional book clubs around diversity, equity, inclusion or leadership and not only reading and learning on my own, but then having spaces to learn from others and their impressions of what they read um, I think that's self, as self-care has really helped me not only bond and connect with people, but learn new skills in a really beautiful way. Marie, where's the Gemini in your chart? Do you have Gemini around? I don't there know. I, <laughs> I can hear it coming through. <laughs> Virgo, like read, read, read. Virgo sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TBD. I should not be on the Yoga Ma- Magic podcast without having that. No, it's <laughs> close. I can very easily look up your chart. But it's I like what you're describing in this like idea of community and being curious and connecting together. I mean, this that is like if you have air in your in your chart at all, these are the ways to truly love on yourself is to be able to be real with people about the things that you're learning. And you said it, Marie, like you can learn a lot about other people and you can learn a lot about yourself 
through conversations like this. And what I think is really fun, and obviously, like, you guys are my friends, so I can be myself around you, but, like, I can bring a weird fantasy book or reading about aliens or something that I'm bringing, like, to the table, and I don't get judged. And, like, that is key to be able to share. Like, I'm interested in this. And you guys are like, cool. We're not, but, like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. If there's a cool alien book that you recommend, I wouldn't say no right away. So... Oh, I have the person for you. Gina, my friend Gina has like all the good, and and Meredith both have some really good like connections for uh, books on aliens. So fabulous. Maybe that'll be another episode <laughs> coming up. Alien books. We need to. Why do we not actually have an official book club? We probably should within our group of friends. It's kind of funny we don't. I was gonna say I think we started one, ladies, like years ago, yeah. and then just never talked about the books. Like we'd get together, we would. Yeah. <laughs> gossip chit chat catch up and then we'd maybe talk about a book for five minutes and then abandon ship but so we stuck with moon yes. circle we should uh pick that back up again because i, I that. like that idea yeah. for listeners that are looking for like a cool idea to connect we do meet once a month around the new moon this is like a group of golem now maybe like 10 or 11 girls mm-hmm. We meet around the new moon and we just usually we have like some sort of topic that we're discussing or like going to work through. But we do. It's very open and it sometimes we'll just chat and like vent a little bit. Um, but I think a, like a book club would be nice to add into that. Marie, what were you going to say? I cut you oh, off. No, I was going to love our moon circle. I, I think that I joined a new book club recently and my friend who set it up um, was really intentional about like we're going to talk about the book. And Good. we've love been it. reading some um really meaningful things from perspective of people who don't often their perspectives don't often get showcased. So that's been really Mm. wonderful. And then going and talking about a book for a couple hours with some other really smart, curious people has not that I'm smart with smart, curious people has been really fun. Um, So it's been really lovely. And I think doing more of that just makes us all better. That's why you're so yep. good at this. I was like so impressed with the way like you're delivering the information, Marie. You're just, you have practice. <laughs> <laughs> yep, book club friends. We're gonna we're gonna start this. So I'd love to know before we talk about what you're gonna read next, everybody. I'd like to hear what else you like to do for self care. What are your your practices? Um, embarrassing, not embarrassing, whatever it is. Little things that you like to do to keep yourself well. We'll start with you first, Marie. We're going to work backwards. So movement as self-care is a big one for me. So whether that's a walk outside or a bike ride, um, doing some movement, prayer and meditation are a big part of that routine as well. And then I do find a lot of self-care just through meaningful conversations like the one we're having now, Um, whether it be, you know, listening into a meaningful conversation or participating in one. Um, I, I find that as a lot of self-care. I like, I don't often suggest communication or just like conversation to people as a self-care tool. And now I'm going to, I love that Marie. Thank you. That's a good idea. Kara, what about you? Um, mine with the movement and communication too. I mean, I love those answers, Marie. And as I think about them for myself, they both ring true. Lately, it's just been walks, you know, with my dog whenever, and there's something about, you know, just getting outside and getting some fresh air that just really helps. Yeah, communication is, is big in terms of meaningful conversations. Even with me, I mean, texting a friend you haven't talked to in a while or texting a relative, you know, just the quick, hey, how are you? Catch up just really fills my cup. 
And then reading. Well, you already said reading, but besides reading. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't know, once in a while, just like a good show. You're sitting back and yeah. kind of zoning out to the TV, too. And I know we're coming out of winter, so that's definitely like a hibernation activity. But sometimes it's nice just, you know, getting caught up with something you wouldn't normally dive into. What do you got queued up for your maternity leave? What are you going to watch? I have a big old list. Um, <laughs> that can be for another episode, right? That's, that's, that's a whole different. So that's a whole different ball game. That's all over the place too. So, get okay, good. Yeah, good. There will be that the Bridgerton spinoff about the Queen that's coming out in May. So that'll be good timing for you. All right, perfect. <laughs> good. What about you, Brooke? Yeah, I feel. Um, I have a lot of the same, like the getting out in nature, like any nature. If I can get a, a small walk with the dog, it's great. Um, meditation, which is new for me, um, and movement as well. I have a routine of every Friday and Sunday taking Epsom salt baths to end my week yes. and then start my week. Nice. Um, for you. And typically, like, just listen to music and read whatever romance novel I'm reading at the time. Um, and, and music has been big for me lately too. just like, I've been traveling a decent amount for work and in the offices that I've been in, they've listened to music and it's like introduced me to new musicians and things that just make me feel, I feel like music always brings out that emotional side. And as I mentioned, music was big in my home, home growing up. So I feel very connected to my family through that as well. So that would be that. And then I bought a happy lamp and I'm jamming on that too. Like I like it on my calls during the day. I feel happier. My boss would be like, you're glowing. I'm like it's totally my happy lamp, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners, I have no idea what that is because not everyone lives in the tundra of Minnesota. What is a happy lamp? <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to mimic like the sun and like vitamin D but it also gives you like a healthy glow, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, in general, like we went 31 days without sun in January and into February this oh year, which gosh. is like apparently the longest stretch since like the seventies. So that was a long time. And I, I, yes, to your point in the frozen tundra, we need, we need the sun and the light. I think it helps. Mm-hmm. I think it does too. I got one too, actually recently. Cause they're not very expensive. I think they used to be kind of like yeah. expensive. And now I, mean, I think I got it for like 20 bucks on Amazon and it's a, uh, it's just a small one, and in the morning, I'll just blast it on my face when I'm doing my like meditation. And I I weirdly meditate with my eyes open. Like <laughs> I just sit on the couch, and no one's there. But part of what's really cool about those lamps and just like the simple the simplicity of the light is that it it does the same as like you know the circadian rhythm of getting light into your eyes in the morning, and it sets your circadian rhythm into motion. So not only is it making you feel, you know, more awake, but it really does set your day up, which is really cool. And if you wake up before the sun, like many of us do here, you get to get a little light. So love that. That's a new hack for me too, Brooke. Maybe you were the one who told me about it. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe. Let's end it with what we're we're going to be reading next, potentially what we're reading at the moment, anything we're just kind of excited about. I can start. I just started the book, Book Lovers by Emily Henry. I'm about, I'm about halfway Ooh, through. I loved it. I it was so, one. it's yes. lovely. I've been really enjoying <laughs> it. And I've been, okay, guys, like, if you're not already getting books from the library and, like, have a library card, this is such a life hack. I mean, truly, like, whoever invented libraries, God bless. Because 
going and getting my my book, like a physical book and holding it, it's just such, it brings me so much joy, so much serotonin. It's lovely. And so I'm reading that one. And then I also have The Cruel Prince, which is another book tech recommendation. If you like, after you've read Akatar, read this. And <laughs> it's by Holly Black. I haven't started it yet, but I feel like it's going to be lovely. It's really big. So like, well, it's not that big, but it's big enough that I don't want to bring it on my flight to spring break. So I'm going to have to figure out, maybe I'll do an audiobook. So one thing that's really fun about a lot of like toggling between books and trying to like read them quickly. If you're somebody who likes to do that is, is having them on audible or like having the, an audiobook version where you're, if you're like running errands or like I was home with the baby for the weekend. And so I listened to like two of those books from the Akatar series on auto on audio. And then after that, you can like switch back, say you're done listening to the audiobook and you want to switch back to the actual physical book at night. It will just catch you up if you have both of those versions. So anyways, a little bit of a life hack. The free version is just to get it from the library. (laughs) But if you like really love a book and you want to kind of consume it in a couple ways. So the cruel prince is what I'm going to start probably on spring break. I might get judged holding the physical book because it's it doesn't look too smutty, but people might be like, what are you reading? Like, I don't know. We'll see. Or you might draw some new friends too. Yes. Thank you, Kara. Hey. That's probably what will happen. You're reading that? Yes. <laughs> I also am a big library fan and I feel like supporting the library is just a wonderful thing to do and love going and getting my physical book, using the Libby yes. app yes. for those who yes. are familiar. Libby is a free app that you can use your local library card to get audiobooks or books right to your device um, that you'd like to read. And that's such a great way back, I feel like, as well. Kara, we're going to start with you. What are you going to read next? Well, let's see. I'm deciding between two. One was recommended to me by Marie, but it's Killers of the Flower Moon. I want to oh, gobble yes. that up before it's turned into a film, I think with my man Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) based on a true story um what is it Marie you could probably describe it better than me where the FBI was getting involved with the folks in in North Dakota who were going or who were being murdered or going missing so there's um a Native American tribe called the Osage they were in Oklahoma and they were forced onto this land um through you know, some pretty horrific things at the hands of the U.S. government, and they discovered oil on the land. And then people started go. so these Native American Osage tribe folks started being murdered um, for money, oil, all the things. And so it's the story of how, you know, this group of people, the horrific things that happened to them, and then a little bit about the FBI as well and the creation of the FBI. Hmm. Yeah, your summary is way better than mine. Clearly, I just... Well, I read the book. I had the advantage of actually that reading the That was my Amazon book. summary. So that, <laughs> because it sounds fascinating. And again, I love a good, like, true story yes. semi-crime novel. The other one is Hamnet. So not Hamlet, but Hamnet. That <laughs> is also historical fiction based on a woman who was involved with William Shakespeare. Um I don't know oh. also too much about that either. I had a friend recommend it to me and it's on the bestsellers list. So 
let's see, 4.22 on Goodreads out of five. So mm. I kind of want to dive into that as well. Feeling a little bit more serious after gobbling up a couple Lucy Hale novels. <laughs> Lucy's score. Lucy Hale's Lucy an actress. <laughs> Same thing. Oklahoma, North Dakota, the Lucys. I'm sure Lucy Hale will be in a movie that Lucy Scores book is. (laughs) And that would be the perfect combination. Yes. 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 A little palate cleanser. Like it. Yep. Yep. What about you, Brooke? What are you reading next? Yeah, so I already mentioned I've got Verity on my spring break list and things we never got over. I also bought for spring break. So those will probably be done in the next 11 days because that seems doable. And then the the other one I want to read is uh, Think Again by Adam Grant. It's not super oh, new, yeah. um, but I follow him. I'm a big Adam Grant and Simon Sinek fan. And I like, it's just been on my list for a long time and I haven't made the space to read it. Um, but I like the thought of how we rethink and being open about what we don't know and kind of remaining curious and that it's okay to that doubt and being on in the unknown is okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, that's a hard space to be in. Like I like to know what's coming and what's up and understand things. So I'm looking to, to enjoy that, um, soon. Marie, what about you? I've got a couple I'm really excited about, and I've got a couple more I'm going to add after this conversation. One I'm really looking forward to is called Mom Fluenced Inside the Maddening Picture Perfect World of Mommy Influence. Oh my gosh. What? It's by Sarah Peterson. (laughs) I heard her talk about it on the Sounds Like a Cult podcast. So it's all about the Instagram mom who's selling you whatever product, the picture, right picture, perfect. Like we all consume this content. And so I'm really excited to get more of a inside scoop into it. So really looking forward to reading that. And then there's a book that's been on my list for a long time. I'm waiting for it from on the Libby app. It's been a long wait, but um, South to America, a journey below the Mason Dixon to understand the soul of America and that's by Amani Perry. It won the 2020 National Book Award for Nonfiction, but it's the story of the American South, like the history that we do know and are really familiar with, but also more of that like nuanced history and culture that we mm. don't always think about. So I'm really looking forward to that one as well. So good. I, this list just got long. I'm excited. I'm really, you guys, really good recommendations. And I, I appreciate how much how different we all are and how like that is what makes these conversations fun, right? Is that we get to learn from different interests and open-mindedness and, you know, go down a rabbit hole that we didn't even know we were going to go down, right? And figure it out and have fun doing it. I love it. Thank you guys for taking the time. This was so, so fun to hear from all of you and what you're listening to and reading and just, yeah, I love learning from all of you. Thank you. No, thanks for having us. Yeah, we need to you. start book club for sure. Officially, hundred percent. Restart it. Yes. I feel like how Oprah has a book club. Maybe a yoga magic book club. Podcast book club. That would be fun. I would love I that. Love that. Magic book club. But I would, I would only pick like lighthearted smuttiness and some fantasy romance. So I don't know if I'd be Perfect. the best person to run it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, gals. 
Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. Thanks to Brooke, Kara, and Marie for being on the show, sharing their book recommendations. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. And if you want to get on our newsletter, make sure to check that out in the show notes. You will get a free self-care for your cycle workbook when you do. And I'll be sending you information on upcoming events, new episodes, and just more fun self-care and self-discovery tips. I'll see you next week, everyone.